prospect begins with an alien moon rotating through, through the grungy windshield of a massive orbiting space station. But instead of the sweeping orchestral score you might expect, one to signify the epicness of the moment, an equally grungy garage rock song clatters over the soundtrack. It's jarring, but there's a point. Cut to our lead C, played by Sophie Thatcher. Focus on a notebook she's writing in, listening to the track on a pair of retro-chic headphones. She's a recognizable teenager, if ever there was one. The point of this anachronism is immediately clear. Co-writer-directors Zeke Earl and Christopher Caldwell are communicating something many science fiction films forget, that it doesn't matter the time one finds themselves in, human concerns remain the same, and the prospects of coming of age are no less messy or full of hardship. Prospect, which began life as a 2014 short film, is a lean sci-fi western that oozes atmosphere. It's gorgeously realized with a sort of 70s production design, so detailed it will make fans of Ron Cobb weep with joy. It also brings the astronaut on an alien moon art of Dan McFarlane to life in a way I never thought I'd see. So I wasn't surprised to learn that McFarlane actually worked on the production, on the development material. But beyond aesthetics, the film's lived-in look also serves a purpose. Like many Westerns before it, this is a frontier story about people with nothing to lose moving to savage territory to risk everything for the prospect of a better life. In this case, the goal of the prospectors is not gold, but Aralax, an alien precious stone that needs to be harvested from fleshy alien sacks through a dangerous and challenging procedure that requires deep skill. It's wonderfully weird. As the film begins, we see that the relationship between C and her father, played by Jay Duplass, is strained. They are of a lower class. Their equipment is faulty or secondhand. Their relationship is also complicated by drugs and resentment due to the death of C's mother. Duplass is tough in the film, a good look for the usually quieter brother of the more gregarious Mark Duplass, but not such a good look in the context of the film, as he seems willing to sacrifice C's well-being for his own ends. He's like a gambler who doesn't know when to quit, and indeed the idea of a parent parental sacrifice becomes a theme throughout the film. Things are complicated when the scavenging duo make contact with a charismatic prospector played by the equally charismatic Pablo Pascal from Game of Thrones. You can tell the writers had fun with Pascal, bringing his character to life with period dialogue right out of Deadwood. His mouth has clearly gotten him out of more than a few jams in the past. Let's see that movie. Thankfully, Pascal works gangbusters here, here because much of the film's story hinges on the relationship that forms between him and young C. Their character arcs intertwine in an intriguing way. Prospect's overall story is definitely spare and likely by design, but even if it leaves some audiences wanting more from the world it sets up, the film does an admirable job mining its most important element, humanity. Earl and Caldwell show they can balance building worlds and characters equally, while Sophie Thatcher stands out as a newcomer worth watching. At the end of the day, I can't remember being as taken by a sci-fi newcomer since Moon, and if we're lucky, the filmmakers here will be given as many chances as Duncan Jones has, has had to bring their worlds to the screen. I'm here to harvest. I have the vocation of a massive deposit of Orlac. The Queen's Lair, by my estimation, is the largest anyone's ever seen. Someone is approaching. Where are you from? Nowhere. How poetic. <laughs> something I have never seen. In all my time in the green, little girl. Uh. 
get into the film too much, I want to rewind a little bit and go back to the beginning of this whole process. So um, some people already know this, some people don't. Prospect, the feature film that's coming out, is based on a short film from 2014, uh, maybe even 2013 when it was doing festivals, I don't know. Um, A lot of filmmakers I know take the route of producing a short film as a calling card uh, and also as a way to try to drum up interest for a feature. So few of those actually come to fruition. I mean, even big names in the industry like uh, Rory Robinson are still trying to get Leviathan off the ground. I I doubt they ever will. Um, Why do you think you guys were able to put a feature together uh, based on your short film? Like, what was the sort of magic elixir that you guys were able to to, to pull off? And I'm sure it was a number of things, but um, if you could speak a little bit about that that process, I think that would be kind of interesting for people to, to, to hear about. Yeah, for sure. Uh, this is Zeke speaking. Um, I mean, I think probably the answer to that question is that we didn't just make a short film. Uh, a short film was a a really important part of a of a much larger package. Prospect was, I mean, it was aimed at a kind of gettable budget level, you know, under uh, uh, f- yeah under five million, and we we designed uh, a, a very detailed budget. We designed uh, almost like a business plan that uh, outlined how we were going to make all the detailed sets and props. Um, we had a huge book full of concept art. Um, we actually like printed it out into a physical book. We could kind of drop on the, the lap of potential financiers. We had a really detailed budget. We had um, this kind of almost a business plan uh, prospect required opening its own production to design shop, which was essentially just a bunch of our friends uh, together in a warehouse. But um, to do this film for this kind of low budget required, uh, you know, a, a whole case, uh, not just the, the short film on its own. So then at the same time that you were um, showing the film uh, at festivals, you were showing it like sort of privately to um maybe producers or you were trying to get meetings out of it and 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 like what came first like releasing it online festivals and stuff or were you already kind of pounding the pavement with it like way before that uh this is chris um i mean after our first experience with a short film uh in the pines um back in like 2012 um where we did a whole kind of festival tour with it and, and kind of tried to get into as many festivals as possible we sort of um kind of focused our strategy when it came to Prospect because because Prospect was very much intended to be the proof of concept for a feature film and so we premiered it at South by Southwest and then after that we put it straight online. We didn't really, I think we played a few more festivals sort of because they sort of fell into our laps but we really wanted to get it out there and um, we wanted as many people as possible to hear it or to see it. Um. So, uh, you know, now that, now that it's been so, so long and the feature is done and it's been acquired and it's actually got distribution and it's coming out, um, it must be surreal uh, thinking back and having lived through all that and have it finally coming out. Um, can you speak a little bit about sort of just how it feels right now? <laughs> well, this process has been like the majority of Chris and I's adult lives. We, you know, I think concepted the short film like in maybe 2012. Mm-hmm. And made you know made prospect the short film in 2013. It came out in 2014, and then we spent the next three years you know making making the feature. So you know it's it's been an incredibly long emotional roller coaster. 
we never expected the film, you know, to make it in uh, make it into theaters. When we were working on it, you know, the trend was that a lot of this stuff would just go kind of straight to Netflix. So uh, it's totally surreal that that we're gonna like I'm gonna go get to go ugh, that I'm going to go get to go to my local Regal theater and, and see Prospect. Having it get into theaters uh, is that that must be due to um, uh, the you know your distributor uh, Gunpowder and Sky and and particularly Dust like believing in the film or do you credit yourself solely with how good the film is <laughs> I guess it's both but you know what I mean like are you just like yeah, you know. I mean, it's. It, I, I mean, for me, it's just like it's. It's trying to like look at the economic landscape of things, uh, and with, you know, Amazon and Netflix changing gears, and they've they've stopped just sort of buying every single festival movie up. It's opened this kind of new door for smaller distributors to step in and kind of do these like traditional you know theatrical runs. And there's been a lot a lot of signs that you know putting movies in in theaters still works. So it's it, it's exciting. I mean, it's hard to make sense of anything these days, but. Um... Um, yeah. It is, uh, I mean, when you see kind of the glut of, of films and smaller films that uh, are, are just being put up onto these streaming platforms where, you know, there's so much content now that it's really hard to break through, um, we are incredibly excited about having a th- theatrical release because there is something, you know, sort of classic in, in the sense that it, that it, it, it elevates kind of the, the profile of the film um, significantly. Um, and so it's, uh, yeah, it, we feel incredibly lucky to be uh, getting one, especially uh, these days. Yeah, it's, 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 it's almost like if you are lucky enough to get a, 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 a theatrical run, even if it's limited, it allows your film to um, cut through the clutter, as it were, and sort of get some additional buzz, um, you know, before it's available wide, which is, I'm, I'm sure, only only helpful. Can I ask if you guys, uh, you know, were approached by some of the big streamers, um, that you know, this this might be all too businessy. I don't know, but like, I'm just curious if 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 you guys had demands that you know weren't met, or the price wasn't right, or you you know had some interest elsewhere, or or, or it was just you gun gunpowder and sky, or the way you wanted to go. Yeah, I mean, the there were there were a number of parties interested. I have to say the the second like the second most interested party was also planning theatrical distribution. So that was actually kind of the main conversation. And there were definitely some streamers uh, involved, but uh, the, the theatrical folks were able to kind of lure us that, that direction. So what inspired you guys to uh, develop the prospect story in the first place? I mean, it has a very specific kind of tone, um, the sort of the science fiction western. It has a very specific kind of coming of age story, a very a, a very contained story. Like what what uh, what what was your sort of initial inspiration? Is this does this kind of thing just go back uh, with you guys for a long time, or or you know who kicked it off? Where did where did this all come from? Yeah, I think so. I mean, a lot of it um, goes back to our experiences with science fiction, um, you know, going back to childhood, the movies that we grew up on were, were films like Alien, Blade Runner, the original Star Wars trilogy. Um, we were the type of kids that had the Star Wars visual encyclopedias and would pour over all the, like, ships and guns and, and gear. And that was how we interacted with the genre. And there's just something really compelling about, you know, that level of immersion. And, and, and that's kind of what we wanted to channel um, into Prospect was to create this big 
interconnected, alive world that you could really sink your teeth into, um, while at the same time um, telling a more uh, a smaller story, a more intimate character-driven, more focused story. Um, that's where a lot of the uh, Western influence comes in. Um, but yeah, I think a, a lot of it was chasing after kind of a specific type of sci-fi that was sort of a hybrid of a lot of the things that we um, were influenced by. Yeah, and I, I mean, we're both, you know, pretty big fans of the, the Coen brothers, and we love creating, you know, really kind of f- uh, full characters that are very distinctive and specific to certain environments and you know and i think that's what kind of the the smaller kind of you know scope of prospect uh allows that's what we were kind of going for uh speaking of the characters i i'll just jump into you know the cast uh is great across the board uh pedro pascal is a standout and and you know he's getting a lot of praise for for his role in the film um but I think that's to your credit as writers as much to him as a performer. I mean, the way he speaks, uh, I, I said in my re- own review, was a, was right out of Deadwood. Um, tell me about the decision to write him that, that way and push his character so far. Um, is it because it's science fiction you, and, and it's an uh, almost like made-up world? You could say, you know what, he's from a planet where you know they talk like that. Or, or it, was it, was it um, did you ever think, at, as writers, um, are we pushing this... Um, character too far into a sort of western caricature let's say which i'm not saying i think i'm just saying i'm curious about that like writing him that way no absolutely i mean he was very much kind of inspired by modeled after that kind of classic loquacious western archetype um so we were we were you know sort of influenced heavily by um that that heritage of that type of character in the westerns at the same time we wanted to kind of create an original vernacular um, that would be associated uniquely with our world. It's not that he's um, kind of cookie cut out of uh, a Western world and planted into the world of Prospect. There's a lot of, you know, fictional turns of phrase, a lot of kind of uh, lingo and jargon that gets thrown in there. And, and a lot of that was to kind of create a very textural uh, type of dialogue that that um, supported kind of all of the, the world building efforts across the board and, and make it feel um, otherworldly other culturally other other culturally and and in a lot of ways you know the type of science fiction the the tone of the science fiction we wanted to do was not this kind of slick futuristic thing we we almost in a lot of ways uh wanted it to feel kind of like a period piece like it came from you know the past of another dimension or or something like that yeah i think that comes through um so uh i'm sure you're still in touch with uh um pedro um, and uh, do you know, um, can you confirm that he's starring in The Mandalorian? Or that No, he keeps the, uh, his cards close to his chest. Uh, I wish I knew. So you don't even know. You can't even confirm that you know one way or the other. <laughs> no. Okay, I get it. I get it, guys. All right, forget it. Um, we, but we, we don't know. <laughs> you know, in Variety's our, uh, review, you know, they, they mentioned that you know, Prospect feels like, a, you know, what a Star Wars standalone movie should be. And I think, of course, they're they're sort of feeling that uh, Western science fiction, um, uh, the same kind of inspiration that, of course, you know, that the same elements that inspired George Lucas. Um, I, you've already said you're fans of Star Wars. Uh, first of all, what was it like to read that in, in a review in Variety of all places? That must have been like a trip. And um, 
you must be taking meetings off Prospect. I mean, would you direct a Star Wars film? Is that is is that something you would actually like? Put yourself in the line of fire. Is it worth it as a filmmaker? This is a franchise under scrutiny right now. I know this is all theoretical, but like, is that something you you you'd, you'd want to do? Yeah, I, I mean, first it it was actually extremely gratifying to read that in in Variety with Star Wars being such an influence. And and for us wanting to sort of do something different in that kind of genre space, but have that be you know recognized was was really cool. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm never I'm not going to say I never want to direct a Star Wars film. That that's always an interesting proposition. I'd say right now though, we um, are are looking at staying you know pretty independent. I think at least for our next few projects, we built a very unusual production design apparatus up here in Seattle that we want to grow and and you know work. On kind of a, a slightly lar- larger movie, but not necessarily a blockbuster uh, level movie, because I think you know we we still want uh, to. I mean, just kind of improve our skills and grow our talent. And I think being thrust immediately into a Star Wars film would be would be more detrimental. I think we have we have other things to do independently first. I mean, one of the biggest influences that Star Wars had on us was kind of the. Uh, the audacity of uh, a completely original universe and creating something that you can explore across multiple characters and stories. And we kind of wanted to create a sense of that with Prospect, and it's something that we hope to continue to do with with future projects. And so in some ways, it's almost like, um, you know, Star Wars already exists and and people are interacting with that. and, And we kind of have our own ideas for original universes that we want to explore as well. So there's a bit of that um, um, in the mix. We have a lot more ideas, um, both kind of in worlds adjacent to Prospect and others um, that we want to explore. I um, I uh, was talking to uh, a friend of mine, and um, uh, this is someone I watched the film with, um, and they were saying that... Um, you know, like one of their takeaways was that, that they wanted to explore this world more. I mean, w- w- would you ever consider doing anything else in this world, or is that just um, something that would, I guess, depend on how how well the film does? Oh, I mean, absolutely. Uh, I mean, yeah, we technically don't own the rights anymore, so uh, our financier Braun has to want to make another prospect film. But uh, if they do, and there's demand, we're we're totally on board. Um, so I want to mention uh, Sophie as well. Um, she's obviously great in the film. She's a different lead than was in the uh, in, in the short, and I suppose that's that's inevitable. But was was it challenging to find um, a young actress uh, who could shoulder a film like this um, when they probably wouldn't have had that much experience? And and or or or, or was she found pretty quickly? Um, I think she has a bright future. I'll, I'll just say that. Yeah, absolutely. Um... I mean, I think, I mean, we did kind of a nationwide search. We, we watched a lot of tapes from, from all over the country. Um, Sophie's from Chicago. Uh, and so we looked at a lot of people. Um, I think uh, it, it was a long process, and, and, and Sophie very um, quickly rose to the top. She has this kind of timelessness that, that really was what we were looking for. At the same time, I don't think we fully comprehended what we were risking um, casting a, a, a minor as, as the lead to our first feature film. And we were incredibly lucky that Sophie was as good as she was. Um, 
I mean, one of the things uh, that, uh, or one of the elements that also kind of put her over the top was the fact that while she didn't have a ton of um, film experience, Prospect was her first feature, um, she was kind of a beast in the Chicago um, theater scene. And um, she was, you know, she was the star of an Anne Frank production where she was doing like 100 shows a season. She, and I so just, she told me yesterday it was over 200. Wow. <laughs> um, so she had this, we knew she had this kind of endurance um, and uh, uh, that that we ended up benefiting from that immensely. It was an incredibly physically demanding production. Um, we had a 40-day shooting schedule, and she was in every single scene of the film, so she, it didn't really let up on her. And, um, yeah, I mean, she, she killed it as far as we're concerned. <coughs> I mean, yeah, it's one of those things where, like, to me, I'm watching the film, and I'm thinking somehow these guys managed to cast someone who um, seems like the appropriate age, like he didn't age her up. So you've got like a 21-year-old playing um, uh, Jay Duplass's daughter, which, which you know, like you might expect or something, and she, she seems appropriately young, but older for her, like, you know, like worldly in a way. So, I, I, you know, I think she was a good choice for sure. Um, so, uh, so you mentioned uh, wanting to work on your own stories as well. So, like, can you talk a little bit about uh, about what's next for you guys? What you're working on? Uh, you know, and, and if you can't get into spe- specifics, maybe like a genre you're looking to to work on next or anything like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, we were very excited that once the the movie started uh, making its way around town, Amazon uh, approached us wanting to do a TV show uh, in a similar vein to Prospect. They sort of heard about our our unique production apparatus and, and was were curious if we could, you know, aim that at television. So we are presently developing a show with Amazon and where Prospect sort of, you know, leans more uh, Western, uh, this Amazon show is going to kind of actually lean more uh, medieval uh, blended with, um, again, a kind of original world science fiction. So we're, we're right in the middle of that. And then we're also working on a feature script uh, that is uh, rural cyberpunk, if that's not an oxymoron. It's near future, set on Earth, takes place in a vast, uh, depopulated landscape where where robots are are farming, and it's kind of uh, about the the unique uh, humans that are still kind of left uh, in this in this very alien feeling, uh, you know, kind of environment. That sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. That sounds amazing. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, is okay. So, uh, th- yeah, that 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 sounds amazing. I'm kind of losing you a little bit, but I know you guys are recording on your end, so like it'll all work out in the wash. Um, but I heard, but I I heard most of that. I heard rural cyberpunk uh, robots and uh, and elite class and all that stuff. So I'm thinking, I'm, I'm, my mind's racing on all these sort of like um, possibilities and some 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 art that I've seen recently that sort of reminds me of that. But um, uh, Listen, it's been really nice talking to you. I wish I had more time to chat with you guys, and I hope maybe we can actually even find some time to sit down again. Um, I know how busy you guys are, so I'm, I'm actually going to let you go, if that's okay. Uh, and um, uh, is there anything else you'd like to, to add? If you, you know, Is there anything else you, you want people to know before we uh, sort of call it here? Uh, I mean, no, we're just trying to get people into theaters. So, I mean, if anything, I just repeat that uh, it'll be in L.A. and New York uh, November 1st and then all around the U.S. starting uh, November 8th and and rolling out through the rest of November. Um, Come check it out. Oh, you can go to prospectthefilm.com to to see where it's playing. (laughs) I did, and I have to say it's a very well-put-together website. I recently did some website work for a 
for a game I'm putting out with my own company, and it's like making websites is harder than I sort of expected. You know, yeah. Like, well, uh, all credit so. goes to, to Gunpowder and Sky uh, for that. Yeah, they've got a slick site. Um, okay, so yeah, I'll definitely get the dates right in the in the write up for the release. And cool. um, you know what, guys, congratulations! I remember when the short came out years ago. Awesome. I was really jazzed for the for the feature. I'm glad I got to see it and I got to talk to you guys. And you know, I think you should both be really proud. And I look forward to seeing what you guys do next. Awesome! Thanks so much. And yeah, happy to chat anytime. Okay, cool. Thanks, guys.